0: Scott dot Wellfire.com, Final Days Report Episode three nineteen. It appears you can't question mRNA DNA defilement as the days of Noah Devil Juice technology, or it's going to be potential prison for you. We can't make this up, my friends. Also, I want to cover in this VCast part two of the eight psyop fake narratives we covered in Final Days Report Episode three eighteen. So, you haven't seen that VCast? Check it out. So who has been caught funding the invasion of the West and why and how does this fit scripture? Folks, if you're a Western Jew living in the West, you've been sold out, my friends. I'm going to cover a dream that I had as well. that ties into this invasion that is scripted. To bring it all down, you need to think about the Deagle Report And so I have not done a podcast, Vcast, in a while. We actually sold our house, so I'm looking to move this weekend. And my knee, I can actually walk on it, but it's somewhat hobbled. So I'm really going at maybe 50 60%. I'm a little concerned about moving heavy furniture, but I think I have a network here um, in the suburbs of Chicago to help out. But if you live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, send me an email at scott at sjwellfire.com if you don't mind helping pitch in. My son's a little nervous, but hopefully we have it covered. But let's get into it. This just blew me away, and this is from France. They always need to test things, right, before they roll it out with the World Hell Organization, the WHO Let's read. A controversial shift in health policy in free speech. It's called France's Article Pfizer. France passes a new law penalizing critics of mRNA gene defilement technology. My words. France passes a law penalizing critics of mRNA treatments. Igniting debates on free speech and public health. The law dubbed Article Pfizer sets a precedent in the global health policy landscape and raises questions about individual rights and state control all while they launch the next pandemic. defile you to fix you they're going to come in as a a false light for all this damage that they've done to you we've actually done a vcast actually natural news covered one of our podcasts. destroy the heart fix the heart with mrna can't make this stuff up Let's continue reading parts of the article. An unprecedented move that has sparked widespread debate across France and beyond, the French parliament has recently passed a law that introduces severe penalties for those opposing mRNA, LNP injections, and other treatments recommended by the state based on current medical knowledge. That just reminds me of communism. Love the state. As of today, criticism of such therapeutic treatments when deemed obligatory or recommended by the state could result in up to get this three years of imprisonment or a fine of 45,000 euros. The bold legislative step, quickly dubbed Article Pfizer by critics, represents a significant shift in the balance between public health policy and individual freedom of expression. This is just demonic absolute demonic. So when is this going to hit the good old United States? When is Biden, who doesn't even know where he is, going to sign off all of our rights to the WHO? I think May is when they want to try to get this demonic treaty signed. And again, it's seal one. If you're not in the Bible, this is seal one. Bow means toxin. Read Revelation 6. He can conquer with a bow, one world government with a bow, with a toxin, with pharmakia, with sorcery. Folks, it's fake science and it's all controlled. This is from Dr. Paul Alexander's newsletter. Devastating study on spike protein found mRNA technology, mRNA vaccines causing myocarditis, heart damage. Yet studies is focused on the COVID virus. Why? How could I make this extrapolation? So cause and effect. They're bypassing it. This would be illegal in France. And this as well from the Defender. COVID vaccine mRNA penetrates fetal placenta barrier and more. COVID-19 immunization products, vaccines, were supposed to stay at the injection site. No, they did not. Their nanotech crosses the blood-brain barrier, hooking you up to the hive mind. This is that beast technology. Iron mixed with clay, graphene oxide mixed with you, the seeds of men. It's a seed war, will not cleave. This is a transhumanist agenda spelled out in the Bible. If you're not saved, get saved. Let's continue reading. However, according to the New York University study, vaccine messenger RNA, mRNA, and coronavirus spike protein can reach placentas and the umbilical cords in pregnant women. And we've demonstrated within this ministry how the Birth defects and stillborns have skyrocketed, and it's just part of the big picture of this beast system. This I thought was alarming. We've covered this little dog robot armed with weapons, and remember in San Francisco they tried to pass a ruling that they could actually arm robots for scary situations? That's how they incrementally destroy you. Let's play it. Robot, really looking at somebody's papers. Papers, please. That's where it's all headed, my friends. All right. So I want to get into the betrayal of the invasion. The last podcast that we did talked about eight false narrative psyops. And I just went a little bit long. And the last one is who is funding the invasion and more importantly, why? And if you're, if you're a Jewish in a Western nation, you've been sold out. Absolute sold out, my friends. All right, I thought this was an interesting article from Zero Hedge. Cash in envelopes how the U.S. and U.N. are funding the border crisis. The United States is bankrolling its own invasion by funding United Nations and partners, which in turn give hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and aid to migrants who eventually cross the U.S. southern border illegally. That expansion has been fueled by more than one billion dollars in funding from the U.S. governments to the UN and other agencies assisting migrants, according to the government spending database. We're actually funding our own border crisis. Ton Benzman, senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies, a pro-immigrant, low-immigration think tank, told the Epic Times, "It's it's a destruction." strategy. It is a communism strategy. The globalists don't want borders. We're going to get in deeper the why as well. Migrant advocates from the left are now becoming political appointees, leading him to believe that the migrant crisis is engineered. Yes, this is engineered. In Mr. Benzman's 2023 book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History, he contended that mass migration has become a cottage industry with many migrant-centered NGOs getting fat-off taxpayer dollars, of course. And military is coming in as well. Chinese military-aged men, soldiers, terror groups, sleeper cells. We've been taken over. The country's bankrupt. The interest, I was just reading, is so much for us to spend. It's in the trillions of dollars, according to the Wall Street Journal. This country's bankrupt. Let's continue. He pointed to one group called HIAS, H-I-A-S, a a migration assistant group initially founded to help Jews fling Eastern Europe. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorcas once served on the group's board, right? Homeland Security Secretary, who just recently was impeached. It's one of several groups that has received millions of dollars of federal grants, according to Mr. Bensman. It's a plan. I highly recommend reading this article. It's a little bit lengthy. And again, it's from Zero Hedge, Cash and Envelopes, How the U.S. and U.N. are Funding the Border Crisis. The article goes on to say, from this whistleblower, workers at an IOM migrant camp in Reynosa, Mexico in 2021 told him that families of four were receiving about 800 per month on debit cards. And there was a lineup. Of all these families getting their subsidies, and we know the U.S. government is subsidizing these migrants in hotels. I saw via a viral video of a man who works 40 hours in Boston and he sleeps in this homeless shelter. So he's a hardworking man, can't afford to make ends meet. Kicked him out for these illegal aliens here in Chicago, where I live. Blacks into the South Side are pissed because. They shut down a bunch of schools in the South Side, and then all of a sudden they're housing the migrants there? They're just like, what about teaching our kids? It doesn't matter what type of American you are. We're all getting replaced, my friends. So who exactly is funding this, my friends? Well, there's some evidence Definitely, that link back to Jews. The first article that I have: Ben Shapiro donated up to five hundred thousand to migrant trafficking organization in twenty twenty two. And why this is important is so I go back to what I mentioned in a previous podcast from Rick Wiles and True News. He was told that someone that worked for Ben Shapiro said that Ben gets his marching orders from the Mossad. You need to think about the Mossad, which is like the CIA of Israel. The Mossad is linked to Epstein and the honey trap with all the child pedophilia and all the cameras in those mansions. Epstein was a front. I think he's still alive. Check out some of the podcasts that we've done on the evidence thereof. It's a sham, my friends. It's a one world government sham. And linking back to that article that we just read... Let's continue. And this actually is an article from heritage.org. In 2021, highest, originally the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society reports it received more than forty million dollars, basically almost forty-one million dollars in grants from the departments of health and human services, the State Department and Homeland Security compared with 46 million in contributions. This article goes on to say that the Catholic Church and Lutheran Church are also involved in this human trafficking invasion scam. Now, I want to play this gentleman. He's going to get a little bit wild, but he nails it because I had a dream that the synagogue of Satan, the centralized bankers, are going to fund terror attacks against synagogues, and it all starts to make sense. Then after that dream, it comes out that Jewish money is funding the invasion of the United States, and you need to think about who is being impeached. That gentleman, and I say that loosely with the impeachment process, the secretary of Homeland Security basically has his ties with HIAS, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. But let's listen to this gentleman. Uh, this is at the border, and he nails it. If you're if you're a Jewish American or um, a Jew in Europe, and this invasion is funded with Jewish money, you've been set up because you know that people are going to be pissed with the genocide that's happening in Gaza. And why? We'll get into the why. we will be a little repetitive. But the why they're funding your demise is because they want the Antichrist to rise in Jerusalem, and they want to promote Noahide laws around the world. They need to change the script. They need to change the narrative from aggressive to victim. And if you think October 7th was organic, the IDF stood down seven hours. A bunch of IDF soldiers, multiple IDF soldiers basically said that if anything hits where they breached, the military would be there in five minutes, and they basically stood down for seven hours? I mean, come on. Who are you kidding? It's a false flag. It's their 911. That's a false flag. Three buildings fell during 911. But let's listen to this gentleman here, because he nails it. If you're Jewish... Come to Christ.
1: Another main funder is actually his highest. Highest. The Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Jewish, right? This is quite interesting because they are actually funding the people. They're gonna come to places like Fort Lauderdale synagogues and they're gonna scream, I'm And they're gonna shoot the shit out of them, right? And they're coming across the border and they're being it's being funded with Jewish money, right?
0: And again, why, why would Jewish money fund potentially Muslim terror cells that hate America, that hate Europe, that hate Jewish people for these false flags that will happen because it was, you know, death will be real, but it's divide and conquer. They're setting it up to light the match and the why The why is they need the Antichrist to come to power or burn it all down, order out of chaos, and have so much sympathy, they need to have so much sympathy from the slaughter of Jews to bring in Noahide laws, for the Antichrist to come in as a man of peace. That's their playbook. That's their strategy. All right, next I want to play... A compilation of why immigration from Hasidic rabbis, very conservative, and also liberal Jews as well, why they also are funding immigration. From um, Orthodox Jews, just a compilation, Edom is the West, the enemy of the Jews. You need to think about the Deagle Report that we've always covered, the Western nations need to fall. Edom is the enemy of the Jews, according to these rabbis. And again, most Jews listen to rabbis. Only only 1% of Jews supposedly read the Talmud. That is the Kabbalah witchcraft book that they use. So Edom is the West. So they flooded the West with Muslims, with foreigners, and they're pissed. They want revenge because of what's happening in Gaza, and probably revenge against the United States for killing, what, 500,000 children and, and women, innocent people in Iraq, starved them out with the wars. You reap what you sow, my friends. Judgment is coming in the United States. And we've been obviously sold out by communists. Let's play this compilation.
2: Who does Esau slash Edom represent today and what will happen to them in the end times?
0: Oh, so that's
2: really easy. So, Edom is Christendom, it is the
1: implacable enemy of the Jewish people. The concept of Esau as uh, Esau, as Edom and as Rome was changed, transformed into a religion. So, therefore, any any nation that has that religion can be considered Esau. See? So, therefore, it's not one nation that is now 2,000 years or whatever. But it is a religion, and any nation that has that religion, predominantly, is called Esau. Christianity, of course, ultimately became Western Civilization. So Esau today is really Western Civilization, because Western Civilization is basically Christian, and therefore that is considered uh, to be uh, Esau. Esau, who became Edom, who became the Roman Empire, which metamorphosed into the Christian Empire,
2: which became Christian Civilization, which is now represented by the United States of America will suffer a crushing, humiliating defeat. Esau um, is everything that's wicked in the world, and it's the f- Edom. Esau, Esau is Edom. It's the final kingdom of the four kingdoms. It's the greatest, the most implacable enemy of the Jewish people. Prophesy. We have whole books devoted to the destruction of Edom at the end of the days. This is the last kingdom. In traditional Jewish thinking, it's the church. It's the implacable enemy of the Jews. It's a morphing kingdom. It's unlike previous kingdoms. It begins as Rome, and then it morphs, becomes Christian in the fourth century. And then it divides and divides and divides. So who's Edom? Edom
1: includes most of Europe. It includes the United States of America. It's the Roman Empire that never was never destroyed. Edom becomes America. Why? Because it, America is Edom after all. Esau, who in modern day terms is really basically, uh, you know, uh, certainly one of them is, is, is America. But for those who don't understand that Italy is the seat of the Roman Empire, of Edom, even though Edom is scattered,
2: many other nations today that speak Latin languages, that have something of the Roman Empire, including America. They are first. So Edom is everywhere, and the United States of America is also part of
1: Edom. Malchut Edom, which includes all of America, Europe, and some of the Western quarter. Who becomes the children of a Well, it shifts now, and we talk about Galut Edom, as whom? As Rome, and eventually Western civilization. The Edomites are the descendants of Edom is also known as Esau, Jacob's evil twin. Our tradition tells us that the Edomites are the ancestors of the Romans, and indeed of all Europeans and the entire Christian world. Esau, who is the symbol of all the nations, Christians or not.
2: Rome is the last empire of the four empires that subjugated the Jewish people. Edom, Rome is the worst of all. And Edom is going to be destroyed. We have entire books in Tanakh devoted to the destruction of Edom. It's finished. It's gone. No more. The West is Rome. According to the simple meaning, you know, Europe and America are really one entity. But we know one thing, right, that when it comes to the classic Rome, you know, which is Europe, they're finished. Base of Edom is the implacable enemy, enemy of the Jew. And an identifying feature of it is that it's constantly morphing, changing, but it's really the same thing. It only appears different, but it's really that fourth horse that has just many different colors.
1: Well, the mark is eagle, and that's really the sign of the Romans and the Russians and the Americans and the Germans, all the evil empires. They all have the same
2: symbol. And it describes then this force that's going to be destroyed like a a marine creature, like a fish. It should be stated, I know for most people, they think that the symbol of Christendom is a cross. As it turns out, the symbol of the cross for Christianity, relatively speaking, is rather late. The early and most primitive Christian symbol is the fish because of the acronym of its name. So the fish is the ancient symbol of Christendom. It's really not until you get to the 4th century, until you get to Constantine, does the cross emerge as the chief symbol of the church. And it slithers from one place to another place because Christendom has managed not just to remain isolated and local to Rome, remain local to Edom in that area, but rather it slithers and emerges in different nations all over the world. And this has to be utterly destroyed because
1: Christendom is the religion of Rome, and the, the, this is written 2000, over 2,000 years ago. And in the future, the sons of Ishmael are future to arouse huge wars all over the world. Now it's going to happen. They're going to go against the entire world, the sons of Edom. And they're going to go and gather war against the rest of the world. The sons of Edom, these are the Christians. So all the Muslims, this is a prophecy from over 2,000 years ago. The, the Muslims are going to go and they're going to infect the rest of the world. Everywhere they're going to go. They're going to cause havoc. They're going to cause riots. They're going to cause wars. And they're going to go against the land of Edom, the nation of Edom which in our generation is the Christians it's talking about. In Isaiah chapter 63, the day of the great and terrible day of the Lord, it says that the Lord will come out from a place called Edom and he will crush Edom. Now, I'm just a broadcaster here, okay? In Jewish understanding, Edom is really talking about the the Christianity, okay? Christianity is... Well, it, it again. Christianity is Edom. The Edom Asa was called Edom, and his descendants were known as the nation of Edom. According to Chazal, Edom is the father of Rome, what would later become the Roman Empire.
2: All the nations, all the mountains are going to be full of blood, of, of, of the corpses of Edom, because of the vengeance that Hashem is going to take from them.
1: Gadosh will uh, rise and will destroy completely the city of Edom and will completely uproot them.
2: Regarding Esau, Edom, we stress their complete destruction and that God will throw them into the endless pit of darkness and oblivion. Regarding the total obliteration of Esau, we also have an entire book of Obadiah. In verse 18 of the single chapter of that book, we read as follows. Then the house of Jacob will be like fire, the house of Joseph flame, and the house of Esau, Esau, will be strong. They will set them alight and consume them. There will be no survivors from the house of Esau, for God has spoken.
1: The third, this is called Nikamabagoim. Uh, revenge on the nations that went against us for the last four or five thousand years. Any nation, any person that went against the nation of the Jews is going to be an Akamah. It's going to be a revenge. Shem will take their blood back. The descendants of the enemies of our people that were enemies to our people from day first are still hating us in the commandment of their ancestors, the children of Pesav that hates Yaakov, the children of Amalek that hates Yaakov the children of all the ones that had that black bitterness instead of a soul, that black, dark, horrible, depressed, negative, and awful shadow as a poor replacement for a soul, still hating us, still jealous, still don't know what to do with our goodness. To Christianity, to
2: Edom, and that Christianity must be utterly destroyed, And that is how the full force of the messianic age will arrive. The spiritual
1: heirs of the Roman Empire is the Western world. United States of America, so the USA will last until Mashiach comes.
2: So, one of the things that has to happen is that America has to fall. I mean, because because the American led world, world order, that's the American led order, is going to end again. That's not the same as the very end that we read in
1: the Bible. So, somehow we're going to see a collapse. I mean, America is strong, but not when they're going against three, four armies. It's going to take <inaudible> them this. Once we will leave this place, Hashem will bury America. That's what's going to happen. Not
0: because I'm some kind of a prophet. I'm not giving you any prophecies here. I'm just describing to you a divine formula. Starts to make sense. The Deagle Report, doesn't it? 77% of Americans dead. Dead by 2025. I heard one rabbi in a compilation say, we're going to use the Muslims to take it down the West. Divide and conquer. That's all this is, my friends. It's divide and conquer. Now... That compilation was from No More News, which is interesting with that guy's channel. I've watched a couple of his videos. He hates Christians and Jews. I think he's a pagan, uh, worships Thor. But interesting compilation, right? You need to also peel back the onion on Noahide laws that our presidents have signed, the seven Noahide laws. And if you worship... Jesus Christ, it's off with your head. It's considered idol worship. We've, prom- we've shown that a hundred times within this channel. Why Noahide Laws is anywhere close to being signed by any president makes zero sense. So for you Trump lovers, Trump signed Noahide Laws, especially if you're a Christian. Do not be deceived because the Antichrist is going to come in as this false light and destroy the wicked evil, those people that are defiling our kids, giving us all this perversion. It's a scam. It's false light. We cannot be deceived by false light. Now, now this might be a liberal Jew in his thoughts why immigration is so important, more for the safety of Jews, but I think he's missing the point. If Jewish money is funding this stuff and funding their potential enemies, Zionists, Christian Zionist from that previous video they're not, they don't consider themselves the enemy of the Jews. I mean, this is where Zionists need to wake up. They need to wake up. I remember hearing a bunch of rabbis getting together in Europe and saying, we need to ban the Bible or at least certain scriptures because it's anti-Semitic. I mean, please, God's word will always survive. But I think this gentleman has a different point of view of why they need massive immigration. Let's give his point of view.
3: Well, the second thing is Jews, I think, have only really thrived and are only really safe in the world when liberal values are the dominant prevalent values. And by liberal values, I don't mean uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. Okay, I mean liberal in the classic sense of respect for pluralism, emphasis on tolerance, emphasis on individual liberties, those, those, those panoply of values, which are the DNA of what we call liberal democratic society. The Trump administration represents a substantial and dangerous regression from those values. I think the comments, the attitude of this administration towards immigration, Mexican immigration, Latin American immigration, is a scandal. To be anti-immigrant strikes me as antithetical to the liberal values that have been so good for us as Jews. This turn away from liberalism, and it's not just with respect to immigrants, it's with respect to attitude toward uh, uh, the media, it's with the coarsening and the assault on fundamental institutions of, of of, of, of government, is in the long term, I believe, dangerous for the Jews. Because I am hard-pressed to think of illiberal orders in the past that haven't eventually turned on the Jews. And I'm hard-pressed to think of populist orders in the past that haven't eventually turned on the Jews. But I would just say to all of you who are tempted to say Trump's the best thing that's happened to the Jews, caveat emptor. Caveat emptor, because... The style of politics that he is bringing with him in the long term has never paid dividends for us as a people, never mind for us as individuals. And I'll stop there.
0: Now, when I listen to this, it just reminds me of abortion. I remember reading an article that talked about how abortion, abortion rights, being able to have an abortion is a very, very important topic for Jews. What about homosexuality? We talked about the gang rape of Hasidic Jews. One person involved in helping victims said, he thinks, in some Hasidic Jewish neighborhoods, 50% of the boys are raped by Jewish men. I mean, it's just sick. Is that what this guy means? Like, what is he talking about? Liberal values. A rabbi actually bought Pornhub. I mean, come on. What is going on here, my friends? All right. In the future, you're probably going to see terror attacks from these open borders, especially probably more so in Europe with the invasion on synagogues. Ultimately, why is I think they want to give power to Jerusalem For the Antichrist, for this beast system, that great city on seven hills, we've talked about that from a Bible study, and I'll give the reference notes for you to actually double check and and pray on it. They're going to have Jewish victims, right? This this script, these false flags, this invasion that's funded by government and funded uh, by Jewish money. To then probably do false flags against synagogues to bring in the Noahide laws. They're sacrificing the own, their own, my friends. If you're Jewish, if you're a Western Jew, I would seriously think about getting saved because here's the narrative. I mean, look at this map, and this is from The Guardian, a liberal site of just the decimation of Gaza. This is a genocide, my friends. Displacement, it's insanity. When will they start dropping nukes? Good night, my friends. And then final day's report, episode two eighty nine. This is an end of days Watchman ministry. I had a dream. The synagogue of Satan. These bankers, central bankers. I got the sense in my dream are funding terror attacks against their own people. And I wasn't. This happened after um, the October seventh incident. I wasn't sure if it's confirmation. I was right on the right path of the stand down. With that terror attack, right, seven, eight hours before the Army actually did anything. I was one of the first to report this doesn't smell right. And I was actually I was able to find a couple of um, IDF soldiers that retired. They were like, this smells. They said if a pigeon actually goes up to a fence, they'd be alerted. They'd be there in five minutes, not seven hours, right? USS Liberty, that false flag where that ship was bombed to get us in World War III back in the 60s. But check out Final Days Report episode 289 for the stream that I had, where again, if you're Jewish in the West, you need to come to Christ because you've been sold out. I mean, do your due diligence, read the New Testament, the Bible fits like a glove. And check out Final Days Report episode 257, where I get into the World War three players, the whore versus the woman, this AIB system, and Jerusalem's role. Just another angle that really is not taught uh, by many scholars, but some old school scholars actually have this point of view. And again, I think a lot of this is scripted. So let's get into Romans 11. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, least ye should be wise in your own conceits, conceits that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all of Israel shall be saved. So the question is, when is the fullness of the Gentiles come in so all of Israel shall be saved? Well, I'm a post-trib rapture person. When you look at Revelation eleven two, 2, but the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. This is talking about all the bride coming in. This isn't talking about a physical temple. and the holy city shall they tread underfoot, 40 and two months. Then, when this is the end, and even pre-trib scholars say this is the end, this is the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, then all of Israel is saved. So Jews that come to Christ and Gentiles that come to Christ, all of Israel will be saved. It'll be a remnant. It fits like a glove, my friends. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverance, Christ, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob, so that has happened, and the remnant has been saved. Jews first, gospel of the Jews first, Gentiles second. For this is my covenant unto them, and I shall take away their sins, happen, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. So that's what we're seeing today, right? We just saw, uh, my Christian Zionist friends, who are most of my friends, and most, of, most Christians, that's what they've taught with the Schofield uh, doctrine that, Really penetrated. You know, I've heard 1903 to early 1900s, the seminaries brainwashed us. The Schofield dispensationalism church is separate from uh, Israel nonsense. But as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, elect our Christians, Jews and Gentiles. They are beloved for the Father's sakes. So God loves them. Because we have the opportunity to get the gospel, or we, we are the chosen people. We are saved. I'll prove it out in the next couple of slides. And I've got a whole study prepared as well for this. That Christians are the chosen people, Jews and Gentiles, those that come in, right? Just read Romans 11, the tree you're grafted in. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. You could hear a lot of jealousy with the uh, rabbis on Edom of Rome. You could just smell the jealousy, right? The blessings. Even so, have these also now not believed that through your mercy, they also may obtain mercy. For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Now, I do think God will save a remnant in the end of days. He's going to wash the Jews. you look at Zechariah 12 and 14 and in Joel. So I don't think God's done with the Jews. But they need to come to Christ to get saved. Just some things where I think Zionism and this dispensationalism is just a bunch of nonsense. And when you dive deep into who wrote, who funded the Schofield Reference Bible, it is wicked, nefarious, and even has occult tentacles. Do your research. Maybe I'll do a podcast on it if you want me to. But just a couple flaws with it. It's it's this dual covenant theology. There's a new covenant. It suggests separate salvation plans for Jews and Gentiles, elevating Jewish status and diminishing the Christians' importance. I've seen some denominations say, do not give the gospel to Jews because they are the chosen people. That's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. You think about the promised land as well. Many pastors, many Zionists will be like, yes. Jews are back in the promised land. But if you really look at Joel and Zechariah 12 and Zechariah 14, if Israel, Jerusalem will be invaded again and only a remnant will be saved, you need to think about this. They're not secure in the promised land. They'll be secure in the promised land. And I think Christians and Jews, believers, Old Testament believers with faith, right? You need to think about the rapture which is a post-trib rapture, the dead in Christ rise first. They will restore Israel in the millennial reign. And you actually read all those scriptures and think about the millennial reign because God will let them have rest. And the Gog and Magog war, we did a podcast on that. That basically happens in the millennial reign in our ministry's point of view. More flaws with dispensationalism. Distinct roles. Dispensationalism's clear separation of Israel and Christians create a hierarchy with Israel seemingly more significant. You see that today. Misinterpretation and division. Imposing dispensational division overlooks literary context, creates a false dichotomy between Israel and Christians, and distorts the continuity of God's redemptive plan. You just think about Romans 11. It's always used. Christians are grafted in. Jews and Gentiles that believe on Christ are grafted in. It's really simple. It's the gospel of grace that is being distorted, teaching different salvation methods and different dispensations, undermines the unity of God's redemptive work, and presents the church as a secondary or temporary. And then it, it creates this pre-trib rapture nonsense that is not in the Bible. Matthew 24, after the tribulation... The sun and moon shall be darkened. We've covered that multiple times. And if you're a preacher, trib rapture believer, most of my friends are. I just challenge you to dive deeper. Listen to some of our sermons that we've done, our, our studies. Now, now, I challenge you, bless Israel and you shall be blessed. We've been blessing Israel since the 60s. What has happened to America since then? We've gone down the toilet abortion, can't pray to Jesus Christ in schools, um, sexual perversion, all the perversion from Hollywood, the indoctrination camps with uh, the school system, this woke culture. It's nothing short of Marxism. We have not been blessed. you got to be kidding me because it's not scriptural, my friends. Bless a Christian and you'll be blessed. Bless Israel by praying that they get saved. Pray Muslim get saved. These, my Zionist friends are so excited about attacking Iran. And I'm just like, there are one to two million Christians in Iran. Why would you want to attack Iran? They're Christians in Gaza. Good night, my friends. But, but who are the promised people? Let's read Galatians 3, 16, verse 17. I have a whole study on this. I haven't been able to get to it because it's taking me forever to try to get ready for this move with my broken knee. I'm just not efficient, but let's read. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So Abraham shall be blessed through Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. Now, what exactly does that mean? What does that mean? The singular word seed in the Old Testament refers to Christ, who is the ultimate fulfillment of God's promises to Abraham. Read Luke 1. Paul also says that the law of Moses, which was given 430 years after God made the covenant with Abraham, did not cancel or replace the covenant based on faith. The law was added to show people their sinfulness and their need for a savior, but it could not make them righteous before God. Only faith in Christ can do that. Therefore, those who belong to Christ by faith are the true heirs of Abraham's blessing. There are no more sacrifices because Christ was the ultimate sacrifice. This is, this is not replacement theology. This is fulfillment theology. Isaac is the miracle child, the second one born. Jacob, second one born. Now, I do think God's not done with the Jews. He's going to lift some of the blindness for a remnant in the end of days because you need to think about the story of Joseph, right? Represents Christ, and in the end... Joseph was persecuted by his brothers and was severely blessed. And in the end, his brothers came to same with Isaac, second child by his brother was blessed as well. And then also uh, Esau and Jacob, it appears in the end, Esau was blessed and was at peace. It's somewhat debated. So if you look at patterns, I think there's a pattern there, my friends. So Scott with sjwellfire.com, a little bit of a deep one. Jumped around a little bit. MRNA, this beast DNA seed war, as the days of Noah, devil juice, defilement technology. They're testing in France that you might go to prison if you cut up this technology, even though it's killing people. It's disgusting. Then we saw that robot. Scan papers, please, soon that we'll have a gun with this beast system run by artificial intelligence, um, this omnipresent system. And again, you'll be hooked up to this system. And then we parlayed the seven psyops, eight psyops, um, ran out of time on the last one of this invasion. And who's funding it and why? And Really, there are two reasons. One, the hatred of the West by the Orthodox Jews, the Christian nations. And again, I saw a rabbi, a couple rabbis, screaming and saying, we're bringing the Muslims in as the hammer. But again, I had a dream that the central bankers, right, because the U.S. government and the U.N. are funding this nonsense, these invasions, actually will do false flags on synagogues against their own people in the West. And I think ultimately, the Lord didn't show me in a dream, I think it's to garner empathy and allow for the Antichrist to run the ship in Jerusalem with Noahide laws that our government has signed off on. And if you worship Jesus Christ as your personal savior, that is considered idol worship and it's off with your head. We've covered that a million times. Now, the other reason why probably more liberal Jews want, you know, non-Orthodox Jews want immigration is because it's liberal values. And what, what are liberal values? Is that abortion? Is that homosexuality? I mean, the fact that a rabbi owns Pornhub? Good night, my friends. We need to become a righteous remnant. Get rid of your habitual sin, uh, me included. When I fall short, when I struggle, I get in the word of God, repent, fast. Because we're, we're all dirty rags, Right. But put put Christ as your first love, my friends. Put him as your first love. And if you're not saved, the good book is coming true right before your eyes. Thank you for your support.